They say, the soul doesn't care anything about what you do. It cares what you're being. Let's say we go into a grocery store and we get in line next to somebody and they're rude and dismissive. And our first thought can either be, oh, they might be having a bad day. Nothing to do with ourselves because in that path of acceptance, we don't let things like that determine how we feel about ourselves. The path of rejection is, oh gosh, that guy thought I was weird. That guy didn't want to talk to me. There was something, do I look bad? Do I smell? Welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love, where we navigate relationships, healing, building self-confidence, and developing a more abundant life. I am your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a therapist, and I specialize in addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. Today, I'm doing a solo episode focused on a deeper look into the topic of last week's episode of unconditional love and acceptance. So in this episode, we drill down into what is unconditional love? Why is it so important? And three steps that you can take starting today to move into a place of unconditional love for yourself, unconditional acceptance for yourself, and unconditional positive self-regard for who you are. In this episode, I'll offer these steps and help you get on the path towards unconditional self-love. I hope you enjoy, and here we go. Hello, everybody. Whitney here, doing another solo episode as a follow-up to my solo episode last week on unconditional versus conditional love and self-regard. And today, I want to focus more and go more in-depth into unconditional self-acceptance, self-regard, and self-love. I wanted to do this because I realized that my last episode was a lot more about discussing the state of things and the conditions around unconditionality and conditionality. So sort of like the general idea. But today I want to really focus in because I truly believe in the power of unconditional love, that it is the future state of humans. So I want to offer a bit of information around what is it? What exactly does unconditional love, unconditional positive self-regard, unconditional acceptance mean? And then I want to explain a little about just why it's so important and why our relationship with ourself, how we feel about ourselves, is the most important relationship we have. And then I want to offer a few steps towards how you can begin to cultivate and develop an unconditional acceptance of yourself, unconditional love of yourself, unconditional positive self-regard. If we simplify it, it's really all just can be umbrellaed, wrapped up by the term of unconditional love. So what am I actually speaking to when I say that? So I know that I spoke about that in my last episode, so I'll just kind of briefly go over that, but give a little bit more definition. So unconditional love, again, means that there are no terms that dictate whether or not this thing can exist. So often people will not be able to feel a certain way about themselves or others without certain conditions in place, right? For ourselves, it might be if I haven't achieved enough, if I don't have a partner, if I don't have 
the family in a home, if I don't look a certain way, if I'm not seen a certain way, if I haven't done this other thing, then I'm not able to love myself, to regard myself highly, to see myself to be of value, lovable, of worth, and that I matter. So all of these things are what defines conditional acceptance. So when we move into a place of unconditional, there are no terms. Think of something that just is. There's no end, no beginning, nothing changes the state of it. It just is, which, by the way, is how a lot of people would define the concept of God or life itself. You know, it is said in many scriptures, in many spiritual terms, that life itself is infinite that life itself is eternal, that nothing can end life. So imagine that we're all a little piece of life. That means that there is something of us that is eternal and infinite, that is not changed, that is not affected or impacted by anything that we experience that happens to us that we do in this human life. The visual I like to have, I believe I've spoken to this, but it's worth repeating, and everyone has different visuals that work for them, is having this core right in the center of my being, like this glowing light. I always see almost like this glowing rod or something that's just going up through my body. No matter how stressed I am, no matter what turmoil I'm going through, no matter the conditions of my life, there's something that never changes within me, that the light never alters. We often feel like, oh, I'm doing really great right now, right? My, my business is flourishing. I've been in a positive mood. I'm making good money, whatever it is. But then if those conditions change, we sort of see ourselves as we change and we're not doing as well. And we, our worth might be altered. So unconditional regard or acceptance is that sort of central part that is never changing. Another vision I had once when I was younger, it was in my 20s when I was first starting this journey. And I, it was the first time I really recognized I do not know how to accept myself unless I get the attention I think I want, unless I get the approval, unless I get the status and the image and all these things. I don't know how to like myself. And I had this visual of a rose. It, was, it just kind of came to me. And I heard a rose never changes. And it was the idea that We see a rose and it's beautiful and it's blossomed, but the fact is that it's made up of the exact same things that it was when it was just a tiny little seed. So it's the idea that there's something within it that never changed. Even though its form changed, the essence of it, the elements of that rose were always there and will always be there, no matter what its form. And even when it dies, goes back into the ground and becomes the earth again. You are that rose. We are each unharmable. Nothing that happens to us can truly harm us or compromise our value as humans, as lovable beings, as love itself. We are a piece of the whole. If the whole is life and love, then we are life and love and nothing can change that. So one step I'd like to offer is that visual, right? Is that place to start? If you're just kind of grasping and you're like, I can't fathom accepting myself. Because the reality is that most of us walk around in our life criticizing and judging ourselves every couple seconds. I remember when I first started working as a therapist, 
I was seeing so many, I was working in a clinic and seeing so many clients every day. So I started asking everyone some of the same questions because it was fascinating that everyone I worked with had some of the same core concepts that they believed about themselves. And I realized that one thing was that everyone was judging themselves all the time. The first thing people want to talk about in therapy are the things that they're constantly critical of themselves about, right? Of course, there's their history, their past, but usually it's sort of the things at the forefront, which are, I'm upset about this. These things aren't working for me. You know, rightfully so. We want to work through things, but also the, it's a, often a form of judgment or criticism. Like, this isn't right. I'm, this is not good. It's important to notice how we speak to ourselves. When I asked these clients, I said, I want you to try something. Tomorrow, when you walk through your day, I want you to start to observe and notice how many times you make a judgment about yourself. And I had people come back and they said, oh my gosh. They said, I can't, couldn't even get through the front door without having 25 judgments. We are programmed in a way. Our brains are a supercomputer. So they're literally programmed. So if we decide that in order to keep ourselves safe, we need to constantly be making judgments and critical choices about the things around us, then that's how we're going to operate. Oh, this doesn't look good. This is bad. I'll have a bad day if I wear this and don't look good enough. Oh, my, my hair isn't good today. So this isn't right. This is bad. Oh, geez, great. These pants are tighter today. Like, oh God, what did I, why didn't I go to the gym more last week? These are all things that lend themselves more to conditionality, right? We're saying, oh, if I fit better in these pants, then I would have had a better day. I would have felt better about myself. So, and I know it's not an easy thing to shift, but just think about the concept. If you could get through your morning and just constantly be thinking about that essential self, that part of you that's never changing, that can't be harmed, and notice that you are here and that there's no need for judgment or criticism because it's not true, which I'm going to get to. But first, let's start with that visual. So, whatever it is for you, whether it's that like sort of light inside that like goes through your core. Some people have it as like a diamond in their heart. Some people have it as a beam coming out of them. I've even had some clients who when they did this exercise, they sort of saw like this little puppy inside of them that they could love unconditionally because they felt like they couldn't do that for themselves. So when they were making choices and started to monitor their thoughts and their criticisms, they would think of as if they were talking to that little puppy inside them. And they would say, okay, it's actually okay. Whatever you wear today, you'll still look amazing. You're so cute. It doesn't matter if you went to the gym five times last week or not. You're still amazing and perfect because I love you. So think of that as the visual where you, and it also helps you to hold yourself high. Having unconditional, positive self-regard, love, means that you see yourself in the highest light because you are of the highest light. You are worthy just as much as any other being that's ever lived on this planet of being loved, most importantly, by yourself. So have that visual, have that visual of what, and some people, maybe it's outside of you. Maybe it's, again, like your aura. Maybe it's something encompassing you that is your unconditional love that's holding you. But for me, I see it as something like a, that beaming out of me, this light that's coming through. So that's something to think about as you start your day. Be like, I want to be aligned with this. Because when we do go into criticism and conditional regard for ourselves. Ooh, I look good today. Okay, good. That's it. I can feel good today. Oh, this person called me. Oh, good. He called me. Now I can feel good. I'm not saying you don't, we don't become totally enlightened Buddha and have no concern for things outside of ourselves, right? We live in the material world. We're going to interact with it. I like to offer that those things are icing on the cake. 
If you have that unconditional love for yourself, then when someone comes into your life and says, I really like you, you're really cool. I'd like to spend more time with you and calls you and texts you. That can be like, oh, wow, that's a nice thing. That brings me joy. But it's not going to dictate how you feel about yourself because you're strong in yourself. You've got that bright core that you're connected to. Right? So see if you can see that difference, that distinction between allowing things that we like, maybe having a good day where we feel like we look good. It's not about denying that, denying that you enjoy meeting a new person who gives you attention, denying that you like to look and feel your best, denying that it's nice to get compliments. Those are all wonderful things when, again, they're the icing. But when they become the substance that determines how you feel about yourself, the problem is that we are then dependent on those external things. And what if they don't come in, right? What if there's like a month where you're just not really talking to anyone and you're, you haven't been feeling well and been really busy, so you're not looking your best. And so because those things aren't coming in, you feel depleted and like you're, you can't hold yourself up in that unconditional love, unconditional regard because you've gotten dependent on needing these things, which aren't true. It's not true that you need those things, right? So again, just a stepping stone, just a starting point is a visualization. Where does unconditional love start? It starts within you. It cannot come from outside of ourselves. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but a, a quote is, trying to love yourself from the outside in is a doomed prospect. So the idea of that is that believing that, okay, if I just, if I can look, get the physicality perfect, on point, no flaws, then I can accept myself. If I can get the perfect partner who's so impressive and I look so good with and we're going to be like the best couple ever, then I'll be happy. If I can get this job and this success and these accolades, then I can be happy. It never works that way. You cannot love yourself from the outside in. It's an inside job because everything outside of ourselves is an illusion. The only thing that's true is that essence, is that light that's always there, has always been there, like that seed of the rose has always been there, is never changing, is not dependent or wavering based on conditions outside. It is infinite. It is the part of you that is a part of the infinite, of the eternal. And when we all start to tap into that more, we see our own power and everything begins to change. Because right now, when we're stuck in unconditional terms with ourselves, we play into the idea that we need a lot outside of ourselves and we're disempowered. When we feel empowered, we begin to depend less on things outside and begin to feel more joy, more satisfaction, more acceptance of ourselves, and more ability to bring forth and allow our, our true selves to show. It leads to freedom, which is a beautiful state because it takes us away from the shackles that we keep ourselves in of, uncondition of conditionality that says, nope, I can't love myself because... I messed everything up. I made that huge mistake years ago and it ruined my life and I can never forgive myself. Or I can't love myself because I'm not attractive and you know, people have said mean things and I just cannot ever move through that. Whatever it might be. When we remove those, we're free and we have a whole new experience of life. So that's the power of unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. Can you imagine being able to walk through your life and be like, oh God, how nice that like, I don't need to look a certain way to feel this peace inside. Because again, think of that core. It's made of a peace and love and acceptance 
and deep, deep knowing that you are of worth and value to the nth degree infinitely, right? So have that visualization and then notice, you know, do you ever tap into those feelings throughout the day? Can you do that? Can you have a moment where you're sitting outside or maybe going on a walk in nature and you just feel connected with the trees around you and you recognize that you're made of the same stuff, of these trees, of this sun, of this sky, and that they don't see themselves conditionally? You know, the trees have this beautiful life of just pushing, growing, growing, growing. The excitement of their whole life is just sitting there for hundreds of years and just seeing what heights they can reach. No judgment of themselves because they know that they are here to do exactly what they're meant to do. And so are you. We came here for a reason. We all have our own unique little gift, little spark, little piece of the gorgeous mosaic that is humanity to bring forth. Yet we can only do so when we let that unconditional light shine. So you can think of it as unconditionality. It's more energy and produces something, but it's not, you don't have to create it because it's already there, right? However, what you do have to do is move aside the conditional dust and grime. Think of it as a window. We're all sort of this, the window to our soul, right? We, within us is this essence that's wanting to come through, but our physical body is like a window. And if we have it covered with all this muck and mud and crud of these false beliefs that we are, you know, that we are not good enough, that we are not worthy, that we've been tainted, that we've been, you know, just we are not fixable, that we are too broken, all of these things, those are like, those concepts become mud in the window of our soul, of the light of our essence, of unconditionality. So by slowly, removing and clearing off that window, your true self starts to shine. So how can we do that? How can we begin to even address possibly years or decades of being constantly in this state of self-criticism, of self-judgment, of looking at the lack rather than the assets and the amazingness and the attributes of ourselves, right? So one little tip that I have is first, okay, let's start with this. Number one, make a fair, kind, and honest assessment of yourself. Do that right now when you stop this video and write it down. Not what you think about when you're, you know, making New Year's resolutions and you're like, wow, I really need to get my finances in order. I need to work out more. I need to lose this number of pounds. I, mm -mm. no, I'm talking about a fair, honest, accurate assessment. I have been incredibly courageous in my path. I have been so strong in getting to where I am today. I have worked very hard to achieve the things that I have in my life. I may have had times in my life where I felt I made missteps. However, I did the best I could at that time. And now I'm learning from them. I am a kind, considerate person. I've been very gracious and generous to others. An accurate assessment. So often we make these assessments of ourselves that are so far leaning into this very, very harsh judgment. And it really is interesting how we got here. Why is that? Why did the waves break that way for humanity? 
because it very well could have been the other way. We're, we're more connected with our infinite self and would rarely ever think about these deficits, these perceived failures or things that make us less worthy. That's what we stay stuck in and it's created our whole reality and the way that we live our lives. Hustling, hustling, trying to prove something, trying to convince ourselves that we are worthy. But the truth is, just like the Wizard of Oz with Dorothy and her slippers, and she wandered around the whole Oz to try and find the power that she needed to get home. And at the end, it's right there. Remember, the witch says, Glenda the Good Witch, right? The power was always with you, my dear. Something like that. And it's true. We scour this whole world to find someone or something that can prove and convince ourselves, okay, I am worthy. Or you could just do it right now and realize all your amazing assets and attributes and that even without those things, you always have that unconditional part of you, that core that is eternal and light and always deserving of love, of love. So making that kind, fair assessment is powerful. And then you can look at that every day and say, does how I look today change the caliber of the person I am? My character, my integrity. No, it's not possible for a certain outfit to affect that. It's not possible for some certain mishaps throughout a day or the loss of a job to change your character integrity or that core. So list those things and let go of the stuff that's like, oh, well, I could really work harder. I could do more, more, more. We, that's what we're perceiving as our deficit. I think we've all spent way too much time focusing on those. Try and shift it. Can you look at your assets? Can you look at the attributes about yourself that you can say, I am kick-ass in this regard? Because you are. Everyone is awesome in their own way. It's impossible for them not to be because they are of that eternal essence. So making that assessment, then something to do throughout your day to keep yourself on this path. First, another visualization. So first we had that one of seeing your core. Now I want you to visualize as you start your day that there are always two paths we can go down at all times. One of acceptance of ourselves or one of rejection. It's always one of the two. Again, if we, let's say we go into a grocery store and we get in line next to somebody and they're kind of like rude and dismissive and our first thought can either be, oh, they might be having a bad day. Nothing to do with ourselves because we don't, in that path of acceptance, we don't let things like that determine how we feel about ourselves. The path of rejection is, oh gosh, that guy thought I was weird. That guy didn't want to talk to me. There was something, do I look bad? Do I smell? <laughs> And even though that might be our first instinct, I just want you to notice it and think of that. Every single decision you make, am I moving down the path of acceptance or am I moving down the path of self-rejection? Oh, there's something wrong with me. Or of, there's never anything wrong with me and I don't need to go there. I don't need to go there. Not if I lose my job. Not if I get rejected. Not if I feel like I'm not enough. I'm always enough. I don't have to go there. And so that's the next part is having a, the third tip. First, we have visual, visualization, then making that fair kind assessment. And now I want you 
to try this out. You can alter and sort of edit this little mantra for yourself. But something that helped for me when I, because I have had a lot of issues in my life with physical fixation, right? Where like something, a lot for a lot of the time, it was my weight and my body. And if I gained a certain weight or my body changed in a certain way, it truly felt like, oh my God, there's a problem here. Like red lights went off and it was like, something is very wrong. And if we go back to the analogy of those two paths, what I'm saying is that the path of acceptance is realizing, no, nothing's wrong. Your body just changed. That doesn't change you. Because here's the thing. The only reason we care about our body changing is because based in a belief. Our body actually fluctuating is normal. And there's no true inherent value system of whether a bigger body or a smaller body is better. We've made those rules. So a free being who's not wrapped up in our societal norms knows nothing of a problem about our body changing. Um, that could be a whole other topic. I'm not saying you can't have a preference for how your body looks. But again, it's like that icing, right? You can say, I like to be pretty fit and around this weight and that's when I feel my best. But it's the idea that should something in a life event happen and your weight goes up or drops really low down, that it doesn't make you feel like, oh, who I thought I was has changed. Like my acceptance of myself has changed. I can't be okay with myself because that factor change that determines how I feel. You can just say, oh, okay, well, now I can slowly and steadily see if I can get myself in a healthy way back to my preference point. Again, that's a conversation for another time. What I'm saying is that as you go through your day, have a mantra where if something happens and you feel, you notice that you're having that sense of, oh my gosh, that person looked at me weird or, oh my gosh, my clothes don't fit. This is a problem. This is bad. And again, it comes down to a belief. Uh-oh, I knew it. It means that I'm not good enough. It means that I'm not lovable. It means that I'm not worthy. It means that I don't matter. These are false core beliefs. These are false notions that have never been real, but we made them real because we create our reality. It's time to recreate our reality. I'm here with you to do it. I'm making efforts towards this every day. I don't always succeed, but I keep trying. I've had complete total meltdowns when I'm stuck in this really bad hole of not being able to embrace that path of acceptance and just oh, spiral down and fixations, right? And that's something to keep in mind is that we do have a choice. There is such a thing as automatic thoughts, right? Again, our brain is a computer. It's programmed. So you might look in the mirror and the first thought is like, ew, or oh, I don't like that. But you do have the power. Let's say a thought is like a bubble. You can either let it just float on and say, thank you, you little reflexive thought you. Or you can hold it and say, oh, wow, this is true. Oh, gosh, yuck, I'm gross. I'm going to hold this thought all day and just constantly tell people like, oh, I look disgusting today. Is that helpful? It's your choice. But I don't think you'd be watching this video if you weren't looking for a way to let that bubble go and embrace more the core love that says, I love myself no matter how I look. This is not a problem. Again, if you're having a bad hair day, you could think like, <gasps> for a second, that thought of like, oh, I might not be treated nice today. I'm going to look bad today. What if I take a picture and it looks awful? Again, what I've done is to remind myself, 
that's not, it's not a problem. There's nothing to worry about here. There's nothing at stake. If you do a video and it, put it up on YouTube and you end up not looking your best, it's okay. There's no problem here. There's nothing that changes my value or my worth. Of course, we're a very superficial society, so it can feel very real that if we don't look the part, that there's a problem, but it comes back to that path. Which path are you going to walk? When we walk that path of rejection, then we play that game of, I have to do what will always be most socially acceptable, what will always get me the highest ratings, approval rates, acceptance, attention. But it's acknowledging that even if you don't, there's no problem here. Because I've spent many a sleepless night fixating on things that I, that were physical, that were external, that I was just convinced were a huge problem because I believed that they were impacting my life. I believed that they were keeping me from being happy and having the life that I wanted. But that's just never true. Because again, you can't be happy from the outside in. Being the right weight or looking the right way is so fleeting, right? It's so fleeting. I remember one time when I was younger and my whole crazy journey of weight loss and I was at a point where I'd got my weight really low and I literally remember I was driving somewhere and I was like, well, at least I'm thin. And I was like sitting there trying to like get something from it. And I realized being thin is nothing. It doesn't make you happy. Like I was literally, I was like, well, get happy about that. Like have some joy. And I couldn't can do it because it's nothing. Looking perfect, being a smaller size in itself does not, is not joy. It's just physicality. It is that which, which is within, which brings joy. If you're at a place where you reach the weight that you're most comfortable and it brings through this sense of, I feel good about myself. I feel like I'm in a good place. Not because my weight's a certain weight, but just I feel good about myself. That's different. We can lose all the weight. We can gain all the things. It's never going to change anything. So just practice that. And maybe your mantra is different. Maybe it's just no thanks when our voice is like, um, I think you need to go compare pictures of yourself last week to today because I think you look worse today. If anyone else has ever done that. See if you can refrain. Say, it's okay. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. If I don't look good, as good today as last week, that's all right. I can let it go without obsessively critiquing, going down that path of, rejection because, and I'll get into this in another episode, because ultimately those forms of obsession are addiction, a form of addiction because we want to win, right? It's that sense of like, okay, well, if I look really good today then I win, good, you know? So let me look at all these pictures and, oh yeah, I look better here than I did a year ago. So like, yeah, I win. We're a society obsessed with winning. We're on little kids essentially right? We're like, oh, look at me. I got all this achievement. I'm super fancy. I have all these things. I'm super pretty. Watch me go. None of these things are bad, but when we use them as like our barometer of importance and value, that leaves so many of us destitute, hollow inside, right? Because we're fixating on things outside of ourselves and flicking away our soul as if it's nothing. And it's that infinite core. So. I hope that makes sense. That little mantra, that little reminder throughout your day. When those thoughts come up, when those temptations to go down that self-rejection path, that conditionality path, which by the way, that's the, it's the same difference. Acceptance is unconditional. 
Rejection is conditionality. I either win or I lose. I'm either good or I'm bad. And unconditional is just freedom. I can feel as good today, put together, getting work done, all of that as I do on a day where I stay in bed most of the day, don't do much, haven't showered. (laughs) There's no difference. We've made very, very powerful judgment systems. And it makes it so that there's very small terms that we can fully feel good about ourselves, which again, we still won't, even if we meet all of them. Even if you meet all the external criteria, you're still, if you don't like yourself inside, if you don't accept yourself at that unconditional level, you're never really going to feel it no matter what you have. It doesn't mean that money can't be nice, that success can't be nice, but again, the icing. So let's do a quick review. The three tips I offered. One, is start with the visualization. What is unconditional love? Well, what does it look like to you? If it's hard to conceptualize, to believe that there's a way that maybe it feels too like, you know, wooey and like out there to be like, I am all love. That's not even what I'm talking about here. I'm actually talking about ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is that we are an infinite total being that just has like a bodysuit. It's like hidden in there. Like, hello. This like hidden little creature that's perfect and always lovable and infinite and perfect. So it's not even whimsical. It's just, it's, it's the most logical thing. It's the most realism you can exhibit because it's the ultimate truth. So what does it look like for you? Is it your aura and your essence? Is it within you that you can feel this reminder of like in my heart, in my body, I will always know my worth. I feel it there. I feel there's something bigger than just this human form. It's right here. So having that visual just to start. So you're putting a face, an idea, a concept to this thing called unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. It's this core, this brilliant core that we all have. And then it's nice to have that because you can also visualize yourself reconnecting with that when you feel yourself drifting away, right? When you feel yourself drifting into conditionality. Oh, well, I lost this, you know, opportunity today and I didn't get chosen for this and this date didn't go well. And then we start saying, oh, I'm not good enough. I knew I wasn't lovable. (gasps) Can we find a way to say, no, this is not a problem. This thing that happened today does not change this, does not change my core self, my essence. No, thank you. You say, no, thank you for that idea. I'm not going to ascribe to it anymore. I'm not going to ascribe to these conditional terms of self-love, of self-acceptance, of positive self-regard. And then making that fair, kind, and honest assessment of yourself to also keep with you. So that when you're, again, moving away, you can say, wait a minute. I know who I am. I'm honest. I'm true. I'm genuine. I'm kind. I've shown a lot of courage and strength to get where I am today. I've shown a lot of grace and generosity. These are who I am. Rarely in our attributes will people list things like super good looking, super fit, super successful, highly educated. Those have a place, but they're in the external realm. Those aren't infinite things. Those are finite things that float away dust to dust when we die. They say the soul doesn't care anything about what you do. 
it cares what you're being. The soul is not impressed by all our achievements. The only thing it cares about is what we've been through these things. We're obviously here to, to do things, but only in regards to what we experience through that doing. When we start to make the doing the prime force, the ultimate objective, we've lost touch. And we've basically lost touch as a whole. So that's what I'm offering you today, that there is hope. There are ways. There are steps. I will put these steps in the show notes. I hope this is helpful. If you find this helpful, I would love for you to subscribe to my channel. There'll be lots more videos like this. I would love for you to leave a comment and share what you liked, what you'd like to hear more of, less of, or what you'd like to hear about next time. If there's a topic you'd like to talk to me about, you can also connect with me with the information in the notes. Uh, or you can just email me at Whitney at womenwaken.com. Any thoughts, any ideas, any questions. I'd also love to work with you. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.